Welcome to another Cannabis Conversations with Casey. This is a brand new series on the Down the Roadshow podcast, which is also not just one of the first video podcasts ever on YouTube 10 years ago, but now we're one of the first video podcasts on Spotify. Thanks for that expansion, Spotify. It's about time you're keeping up with the Joneses. This show is sponsored by our friends over at Dark Knight Studios, makes this amazing shirt. It did not come to me this wrinkled. That is my fault. Sorry, Bat. He also makes all of my logos for Down the Road Show and most of my projects. He's an amazing human to work with and a creative entity that you're definitely going to want to use for your branding and your project or your podcast or whatever you got coming up next. We're also sponsored by my new product, Pot Pastor Wellness. That's right. It's not just CBD. We got a lot of things coming your way that are all Pot Pastor blessed and approved by me. So look forward to that coming here soon down the road. But more importantly, let's get to today's cannabis conversation with Laura from Love Sass and Grass. How are you doing today, Laura? Hey, how are you? I'm doing very well. Yes. Good, good, good. Now, you just had your first clubhouse room the other day and you've launched your first official podcast, which is yes. why I'm excited to have you on here today. So Talk about the inspiration real quick for Love, Sass, and Grass, the podcast. Okay. Uh, um, I am a cannabis educator, and I am also going through the throes of menopause and trying to find resources to help guide me through this uh, rather life-changing bit of my life. Like It is uh, happening, and it, it has impacted quality of life, and trying to find guidance has been a challenge. So um, I thought I would blend uh, those two things together when I found out how much cannabis could potentially help women who are going through some of the side effects that I am and how our endocannabinoid system uh, um, interacts with um, our uh, menopausal side effects and, and how the, um, having a change of diet, some, some things to add to your diet or to focus uh, mainly on eating and, and maybe not so much other things has been a, a real uh, eye-opening experience for me. And, and luckily some of the foods that they suggest I already eat, but now it's like, I'm definitely gonna eat more of them. So uh, that's my, uh, my, my inspiration to kind of uh, share the knowledge that I've gained uh, and if you can't be a good example, be a warning. <laughs> I like that. Uh, one of the other things I, I, I absolutely love about you and your podcast and, and for even starting it is, it, like you just said, it's a life-changing. Menopause is a life-changing thing, but not just for women, but the people around them in their life as well. So uh, your, your yes. show is very educational for us men. Uh, who mm -hmm. might have someone in our lives or will soon enough be going through menopause and how that relates to us as well. Uh, I, and, and I love that perspective that you bring. Oh, thank you so much. And, and you know what? I, I think that it's like an awkward conversation, but I can only imagine how awkward it would be if you're standing outside looking in going, I don't know. I don't know why she's all of a sudden standing out in the snow naked, screaming that she's hot. And then, uh, you know, we'll go into like the basement and start eating ice cream out of the tub crying. Like, I don't know what to do to help her, you know? The, the visuals, yeah, the visuals are just too perfect right there. 
I, I tell you, I tell you, and, and it's, um, uh, it's an awkward conversation amongst women, ne never mind the person that's sleeping next to you in the bed. And, uh, you know, um, having those conversations that doesn't bring up a whole other can of worms, because as soon as you start talking about uh, I've noticed maybe the performance in the bed hasn't been, you know, fireworks. So how do you do that conversation? Yeah, let's and talk about that. How do you do that conversation? Because you're a coach as well. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, a marriage counselor. I, I'm more of an intimacy kind of coach. So uh maybe you do need some therapy and maybe you do need to address some issues that you don't think you can solve by having a polite conversation at the end of this, at, at the end of the bed, kind of going, so this is what, uh, you know, um, I would like to encourage just because I am not a psychotherapist. Well, um, and, and as an intimacy coach, yeah. uh, now might be a great time uh, to show your icebreaker. And and, right. and and introduce okay, her okay. because let's you know this is the start <laughs> of the podcast right so let's get everybody who's watching this on Spotify sure. and on YouTube really hooked into what you do as a intimacy coach and as sure. a life therapist or you know I I could put all kinds of labels on you yeah because I love I what mean, you do feel and, free it, to label me yeah yeah but... you're just an amazing person but let's let's <laughs> let's introduce your 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 partner sure okay. So part of my workshops has, has been a focus on menopause. And I realized that, you know, one of the incredible uh, life impacting events is the fact that our interior vaginal wall thins out and um, penetrational sex becomes quite painful or can result in vaginal tearing. And if you've ever had vaginal tearing, <clears throat> for example, during childbirth or, you know, through surgeries or whatever, uh, catastrophic, catastrophic events, vaginal tearing is very difficult to heal. Uh, so it is, uh, it becomes like a chronic thing to happen. And this is not the sort of conversation that a lot of women can have with their GP um, without feeling embarrassed or shame. Uh, and I just wanted to have a space where we can talk about what women are suffering in silence with right now. And I started these workshops on menopause uh, and also kind of like infusing, <laughs> see what I did there? Oh yeah. <laughs> infusing, infusing the conversation with Cannabis 101 and, and how to, because I, I do feel that a lot of um, the, I almost feel like a, a new convert, right? So I, I don't want to uh, throw my new cannabis knowledge in everyone's face uh, because I think that it, it's a bit overwhelming. So I wanted to combine menopause with cannabis and let, let's explore some of these solutions to what's bothering you, especially about your vagina and genitals, because this is the conversation that you need to have. And you need to talk about lube and you need to know where to put the lube. You need to know about suppositories. Suppositories for women can go in two different places, not just one place, two places. Right. So and these I mean, are not squeamish conversations. These are educational no, conversations. Yes. Because yes, like I would, I imagine myself as like either the, oh, let's face it, I'll be the cool hip aunt, not the sister, but still like 
maybe you do need that sister, older sister on the sofa who's going to tell you what's what. And like, this is what you need to know. And this is what you need to be prepared for. Because even if you're not going through menopause, 97% of all women, okay, and women make up 50% of the population, okay? So 97% of us are going to go through menopause, sometimes naturally, but also sometimes because of surgery and going through chemotherapy and illness. So, you know, menopause happens. And I think that, what is the saying? Forewarned is forearmed or something. Isn't that <laughs> what it is? That, yeah. I knowledge know is power. Yeah, knowledge is power. Exactly. The, exactly. the, the more you know. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one. Um, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's an old 80s reference after school. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. American stations, huh? Yeah, American yeah, yeah. stations. Uh, okay. So anyway, so having these workshops, I know that women are having these issues, but trying to get that information out of them, I'm telling you, it was like trying to pull teeth, right? Well, especially uh, in front of their men, maybe. Uh, I would imagine. Well, it was, it was women only, okay. it was women only uh, workshops. Okay. So it was just like, it's just us girls. So we can all talk about it. There's no judgments. Okay. No judgments here because ultimately there are no stupid questions when it comes to um, I'm having a bad time with my sex life. Okay. There's just no judgments at all um, no. to me. Uh, like, nor, nor should there be a uh, yes, healthy exactly. sex life is important for your physical, mental, and spiritual health all the way around. Exactly. Exactly. Going. And um, anyway, so trying to get women to kind of open up and it got to me, like, I didn't want to feel like this is like, let's have a workshop and Laura confesses all of her discretions from since 1999 or something, right? Uh, Too so many just, to go over for you women, yeah. Oh, are, are you kidding? Please, like, we're talking, it puts the Encyclopedia Britannica to shame. So, <laughs> it's a multi-volume book, I can assure you. Um, and uh, anyway, so I just didn't want it to feel like I'm like, let's brag about my sex life in the 90s. No, I just wanted women pull that out. So trying to say, okay, don't be embarrassed. Here's a stupid story that I've got. Nonetheless, it was still really difficult. And I, I felt like I needed something that's gonna break the ice, something that's going to be fun and uh, a conversational starter. And people would be like, okay, um, I think I can talk about this because I've seen it all now. And, and so that's why I came up with my pussy puppet. This is Lola and she helps talk about um, where to put our lubes and where to put suppositories and to talk about being happy Lola, not sad Lola. Okay, we want happy, joyful, joy, 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 okay? So, okay, yeah. if you're listening to the audio podcast, <laughs> you're fucked. This is why we do a video podcast. You're completely missing out in any audio podcast form. You should be, screw you, Apple, or anywhere this audio podcast is. Jump over to Spotify for the video podcast or to the official Down the Road Show YouTube channel so you can see what's going on because listening ain't enough. Because trust me when I say that puppet hit the clitoris on the head. Exactly, exactly. And, and I and I had a really, a really great uh, pu puppet puppeteer who actually constructed Lola. Uh, talk about the puppeteer real quick. 
Uh, her, her name is Kat uh, Hayworth, and she's here in Toronto, where I am. And I'm, sh I'm sure she printed off that email where I said, um, I would, this is the, what I want. I want a non-threatening googly-eyed vagina with, with long eyelashes. <laughs> Probably framed somewhere on a wall. I would, I would frame that email in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's like, I know it's Friday. So here's a really great Friday uh, water cooler conversation. I got this email today. You're not going to believe it. So so, and, so and, you and get the puppet from her and it's I everything you needed and wanted and yes. more. Yes. So when, um, and this of course was pre-COVID so I could have workshops and then uh, she really went all out. Um, oh my goodness. Lola's getting a bit dirty. I'm going to have to give her a bath. So, um, because uh, she's soft and I encourage people to play with the puppet and, and just like, just that act of play, just that act of a whimsy and craziness really helps kind of bring the temperature to, um, uh, a, a, of the conversation into something that people are prepared to open up. Right. Uh, and it's like, okay. And remember that intimacy can also be fun. Intimacy should be, and yeah, yeah, ultimately, should, shouldn't it be fun? Yeah, we forget that sometimes. <laughs> shouldn't it guilty be? as charged as a man, like I'm busy in the moment and forgetting I'm supposed to be having fun. Yeah. Well, there was a really interesting study that just came out, and I don't know if you read it, um, but it talks about uh, the, um, the sexual... Uh, need for kind of different right so we always assume that men are the ones that want to initiate extramarital sex because uh the sex has become boring for them however when they actually got when they really drilled down into how men think that they need to be perceived but what actually is happening they are perfectly content to have sex in the missionary position at the same time every day or every we you know however arranged time and they're perfectly happy with that when you get right down to it so it's just like uh you know what here it is i'm i'm having sex and i'm having the you know whatever it, even if it's the same situation every single time whereas women women who are everyone thinks don't have uh like a vivid sexual fantasy life have incredibly uh, varied sexual fantasy lives. And uh, when it comes down to it, uh, how a woman um, achieves an orgasm is really also a very cerebral experience, right. which is another reason why when I started studying cannabis and I realized how many of our CB1 receptors are in our brains and how many CB1 receptors are actually in our vaginal canal. So oh yeah, this made, is cannabis conversations. I forgot. Thanks for bringing it back. Yeah. So like, like I, I was going to thread that needle. Okay. I was going to thread it. <laughs> I from forgot. Go, going from a pussy puppet to actually cannabis science, there is a road I travel on. <laughs> Perfect. Let's go down that road. <laughs> and, and part of the reason why um, I really wanted to bring attention to women going through menopause is because of the way that the endocannabinoid system and cannabinoids interact uh, in our brains and in our uh, intimate places. And when it, especially when it comes to pain management and for increasing natural production of secretions, 
shall we say, so you can produce your own orgasms and coming. She's talking yes. about coming, people. Come on, yes, this is an adult absolutely. show. There are no kids here. Absolutely. So you know, you get your own juices flowing, and and maybe you don't have to use as much lube and all of that thing, and, and because you're kind of stimulated in your uh, clitoral and labia areas, that also sends a signal to your brain to kind of go, hey, is it sexy time? Should I start thinking about something? I think I'm going to start thinking about some sexy stuff then. And then, you know, so it's kind of like- uh, So taking a hit to that? Yeah, there you go. So it, it's your brain is is on a kind of like a loop where it's like, oh, is this happening? And then uh, then your your vaginal area, which is also now stimulated, is like, oh my god, this is so happening. And then the brain is like, really happening? It's like, yeah, it's really really happening. So well, because let's let's talk about the difference between how cannabis and the CD1 receptors affect you as women especially let's start with the brain because the best way to get a woman off and to please her in the bedroom is through the brain first from what i've been told for sure okay well there is there is a, a an area of our brain called the pleasure center and um which coincidentally uh for you foot fetishes out there uh it's also really close to our um smell receptors yeah exactly they're they're listen i i shout out to that uh gentleman out in holland who really likes it when i get a pedicure shout out to you um <laughs> <laughs> no look i'm 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 a trained massage therapist so i understand so, reflexology you know, yeah. and how all that relates so please go on yes but um our pleasure center is uh, an area of our brain that is literally jam-packed with CB1 receptors, which are found in the bud of the cannabis plant. So uh, cannabis really helps our brain chemistry. Um, not, I, and I'm not talking about, and then I got super high and then had sex. That I'm not talking about that sort of scenario. I'm talking about like um, a non-toxicating event where you are still stimulating the pleasure center, but you're not necessarily intoxicated. Maybe you feel horny, but that does not necessarily mean I'm I'm super high and I'm going to smoke out of this honey bear, uh, honey bottle. No, no. We're talking about something that is actually stimulating a brain center, which is kind of having a cascading effect that is going to involve hopefully a really satisfying intimate experience with the partner of your choice. <laughs> yes, well said, well, well said. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and that's what I want to, uh, that sort of knowledge is what I want to, to be commonplace because I want us to be knowledgeable consumers so that when we go into a dispensary or something that we are not being sold products that ultimately are going to not address what we want to address. And, and that being said, um, I know there are a lot of personal lubricants available in the States that aren't available in Canada, so I can't really comment on them. But I know that uh, that is going to be a huge market. Because let me tell you, uh, if you help a woman have an orgasm, she's going to open up her purse and throw money at you. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean... 
You, yeah, I, I, exactly. I get it. I get it. As a man, I have always complained about the fact we get, you know, our one orgasm and we're done and that you women get multiple orgasms, but your life, your life ringers and goddesses. And yeah, so it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's like a fair getting the off. first of the getting the first one is the challenge, though. OK, especially if you're with company that doesn't know how to get you there. <laughs> And you're like Sisyphus, you know, pushing that boulder up almost, almost, and then rolling back down. No, getting to the first one is the critical thing, right? And I think that a lot of women, it's like, oh, he almost made me come. So, you know, whatever. He's happy, whatever. Okay, first, almost is only good in hand grenades and horseshoes, not orgasms. So... <laughs> Uh, I know. So let's I, talk about the CB receptors in the body and how cannabis sure. helps you get there and how us as men can mm -hmm. help stimulate those pleasure centers to help get that first orgasm. Because once that first one gets you there, then hopefully the rest can start cascading like a waterfall. Well, I got some homework. I got some homework for the boys. Because one of the things that I've learned uh, going through menopause is something called clitoral atrophy which means that your clitoris starts to shrink post-menopause if you don't use it. So this um, organ needs to be stimulated or it literally shrinks. That's so, the worst thing I've ever fucking heard. I know. Listen, trust me. I would like to have a word with the manufacturer and just kind of go, you finally get a woman who is at an age where she no longer gives any fucks about what anybody thinks. And then what happens? She grows chin hair, her boobs sag, and her pussy hurts. Like, I, I'm just mad about this. You know, it's like, I'm finally in a, in a stage of my life where I can like handle everything. And then now it's like, I have to spend like, you know, thousands of dollars so I don't look like Eric the Red. Thanks. So, 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 so the great creator gets, gets a one on menopause. Yes. Do not yes. recommend. I, not only that, but it can last up to 10 years. Uh, now that's fucked up. Uh, isn't it? Yes. It is not unheard of for it to go, you go through it for about 10 years. Well, uh, as men, we go through stupidity our entire lives. So. Yeah. But that really hits you at 40. Though. Right. <laughs> That's when the real stupid comes out. <laughs> you ain't lying. You're not lying. You're not lying. So, you know, yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, and when it comes to, to um, just dealing with things like uh, hot flashes, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are also brain centers, our brain er uh, areas in our brain that have to deal with uh, the modulation of uh, what we call homeostasis, and that mm -hmm. includes body temperature. And this area of our brain is called the hypothalamus. And that particular gland in our brain is the one that uh, uh, controls our body temperature. And one of the things that it can affect people going through menopause is uh, hot flashes. And hot flashes are crazy because you're, you're perfectly having a perfectly lovely time sitting on the sofa. And then all of a sudden um, it's a million degrees and you're sweating. And, you know, um, last winter, there was a day when it was like minus 20 out and I stood outside on my balcony and I gave my neighbors a show. Cause I'm like this, I can't even believe how hot I am. Come on, snow, come on, hit me baby. 
And it was, you were, I was, you were melting the snow. Is oh it yeah, you? for sure. Oh yeah. I was just like, bring it on. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, and going through that, you're like that, this is some sort of fucked up stuff. So, um, that's when I started looking into teas and, and going, okay, well, if my hypothalamus and like, I'm learning about cannabis, I'm like, okay, there's, I would rather investigate to see how a CBD or this particular terpene might be able to help me. Mm -hmm. um, I started looking at diet stuff that I could add. And, and um, you know, as I was saying in- um, Whole health and wellness. Whole health and wellness. And there are easy enough additions to your diet that can, that can help improve that. And it, to me, it's like small baby steps. And to me, the most inspirational baby step you can have is having an orgasm. Because you have an orgasm, and then it's like, yeah, maybe I will, you know, eat some walnuts today. Maybe I will go for a walk and look at pretty flowers. Cause you know what? I had some fireworks downstairs and that was super awesome. And, and I think that that kind of cascading effect of bliss happens and we are, it's like a life affirmation and that you want to appreciate life again. And I think that regardless of, uh, you know, our marital status, that this is uh, something that we should all strive for, regardless of whether or not we're flying solo. And uh, as well, I also want to encourage and uh, the use of toys. And, and these are not shameful instruments. And uh, that men should not feel insecure if a woman brings out a toy and goes, you want to share? <laughs> want to share this experience with me because you know it, it's going to take a woman um going through menopause a lot longer to achieve an orgasm for a variety of reasons um she's got to find that bridge between her brain and her uh vagina she's got to find uh, a chemical bridge between her pleasure center and her not thinking about the mortgage or, you know, what she's got to do, you know, cooking dinner or whatever. And like turning that side of her brain off also requires a chemical reaction. And, and something like CBD is like turning all of the background noise down. And then it's like, is it sexy time? Yeah, let's light a candle and then uh, go see what happens. And uh, I've heard, I've had a lot of antidotal experience with people who don't necessarily use cannabis recreationally, like as an edible or vaping or whatever, but use cannabis infused lubricants in their sex lives. And that's how they uh, consume cannabis. So, um, you know, and uh, the fact that this has brought a spark to uh, an otherwise um, challenging sex life to me. It's like, I want to change the world uh, one orgasm at a time, I think. I think it's possible. It, 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 what I say yesterday in your room, uh, a world with more <laughs> orgasms and less man colds would be a better yeah. world. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> I totally forgot Absolutely. where I was going with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, look, I've been trying to turn on as many people as possible to Love, Sass, and Grass podcast. Oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. See and you I know what? Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that because, you know, I, 
Um, I was kind of discouraged by. Uh, no, you shouldn't be. It's an amazing podcast, an amazing oh, concept. You. You're recording your next podcast this weekend, right? Yes, yes, and and, and that's part of the reason why I brought up toys because um, I really want to uh, kind of destroy the whole idea that uh, bringing a vibrator is somehow um, a signal to your sexual partner that they are lacking in some way. And, and I got a, a direct opinion on that. So I'll share it right yeah. now. It's because it, it's never happened to me. I've always waited for it and uh, been, uh, I would have encouraged it at any time uh, because it's not a competition. The only competition for me as a sports loving competitive in everything I do in life, the only competition for me is can I get my partner off more times than I did last time and give her better <laughs> orgasms than I did last time? So if she's bringing out that toy or suggesting this or that, I've always been down to do it. And that is exactly the the attitude I want to cultivate because I know that there are a lot of men out there that do not share this opinion. And that um, if we can have a man's voice say, dude, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't about you <laughs> at all if you um, want to make it about you then you want to get her off as much as possible and yeah, then, exactly. trust me it'll be about Except, you <laughs> that'll be about you because she's going to be like i got the man of the century i'm gonna pick up those, his socks off the floor i will do it <laughs> you make a woman clump yeah that's right she's going to be cleaning the house going yeah that's not bad i mean there you go. He's pulling my hair later. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. okay. And, and that's something as men, we take it for granted, you women, uh, sexually yeah. as, as we're younger. And then as we get older, we're already in that bad habit of taking you for granted. And then sure. we don't realize, you know, as our sexual performance is declining, yours is peaking, but yet you hit menopause and yours could be declining at the same time too. Exactly. Uh, and might I say, it's like, oh, you think you're hot stuff, man. Go do the plank for 45 minutes if you think you're going to bone me to the point where I'm going to be tired. You know, just go ahead. Do a plank for 45 minutes. I'll put you on the clock. <laughs> We're not good on the clock unless there's like a, a basketball shot and there's three seconds left in the game and we've been practicing that shot our entire lives because we think we're michael jordan or kobe or whoever uh, oh can i just say i i made so many basketball coaches cry because i'm a tall person and i remember in grade nine when i went in my first day of secondary school and like the gym teacher was like her eyes lit up as soon as I walked into the room. I'll bet. And, and then she's like, do you want to come over here? Do you want to come over here? Oh, do you like basketball? And I'm like, I, I don't really know how to play basketball. And then she gave me a basketball. And then she said, okay, just stand here and try and dribble. And then I saw like the sadness, the sad kind of, you can always see the tear in her eye going, really? Because I was so shit. I was so, so terrible. Just the walking and the bouncing of the ball, couldn't do it. Could not do it. She'd like, and then so you're saying size doesn't matter. I'm saying, am I saying that size doesn't matter? I think it matters in basketball. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think coordination matters in basketball too. And in um, the bedroom. And in the bedroom, yes. Coordination and, you know, um, teamwork. How about that? Because I really think that your intimate mm -hmm. life is teamwork. Yes. And teamwork uh, makes the dream work. Exactly. And, and uh, just because I am uh, such a nerd and I, and I read a lot, a lot. Um, I was also reading a study on um, men who have satisfying sex lives end up further in their careers than men who do not have satisfying sex lives. Because when you are sexually fulfilled- Broke, home, disabled, anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to take the air out of the room. No, no, no. Uh, this is not always the case, but uh, within the study and parameters, okay? Um, they had a, uh, a a study done where satisfying sex lives and and their career project tra trajectory, and that men who had satisfying sex lives got further in their career because you know they're happier people and willing to work as a team and you know um, rather than um, you know a whole variety of reasons, but ultimately it can't comes down to if you're happy at home, you do better at work. So um, I did not need a team of scientists to tell me that. Oh sure, sure, but you know when you I can't remember which uh, business publication had the study, and of course it was that no shit Sherlock. But the fact that uh, this was published as like it was a surprise to some people, it was like wow. <laughs> yeah. Because as someone that's worked in an office and worked in the corporate world, we already know who doesn't come at home. Okay? It's true. No, it's true. We all know who it is. And sometimes there are a whole group of people <laughs> who gather in their misery. So they um, do tend to bunch up together, don't they? Yeah. Are you as unhappy as me? I'm unhappy, me too. No, yeah, sure. Because we all we all want a tribe and sometimes it's a tribe of misery. Um, mm, yeah, and misery loves company as the old saying goes. And it's yeah, true. absolutely, it's true. absolutely. But just uh, you like know, orgasms just, love company. Oh, don't, don't they just, don't they just. And I, you know what? Okay, so here's my prediction because I was having a conversation um, yesterday with, with my sister about this. I am convinced like, uh, where I live is finally kind of opening up after the first time in like almost two years. So we're finally getting to the point where we're having people kind of going outside and going to public venues and stuff like that. And I am convinced that this is going to be the year of the divorce because people, it's just like, you know what? We've lived through a pandemic together. We got through this, we got to the other side, but you know what's gonna happen in the next pandemic? I'm not doing it with you. You know, I, I'm not going through this shit again with you. So I, I, really, I, I saw you at your worst. Yeah, and I'm not doing it again. Um, we did it and thanks, but I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. And and I really think that uh, as we open up and people are, are kind of outside again and like, oh, let's go for a walk or whatever, it's either going to be like a uh, divorce or, you know, you've really got over the hump and you're going to be together forever. No. I think it's going I, to be I 100% agree with you because it's already 
it's already showing up in everyday in people, my friends and family and people I know and watch and pay attention to their Facebook posts. And it, it look, it's showing up in the work life. People are already being more picky about their jobs now because of the pandemic, being more picky about their friendships and the people in their lives. It, it wouldn't be any different with uh, marriages and relationships. Uh, so, and, and one of the things I, you know, talk about all the time, it's one of the reasons I both love and hate apocalypse movies and tv shows because it shows humanity both at our best in those situations and also at our worst oh sure oh sure absolutely and and i think that um because we're all going through trauma right now like we as a planet we're suffering some serious trauma um uh some cases worse than others of course um but we are all going through some extreme stress um, and I think that at the other end, you really find out something about yourself. And if it's something that you want to change, then that might, it may be somebody brought out the worst in you and that you thought you were a better person. So I think that, um, you know, I definitely want to encourage people to, to seek uh, a therapist or someone that they can talk to about to kind of evaluate their lives because maybe you know, you're a different person now. And, and whether or not that sucks or not, it's irrelevant because we all went through it. So it, it, no one's to blame. But at the end, maybe you do want, maybe you do want to change. And, and I take that uh, very personally too, because I completely changed my career in my fifties and it's, uh, and then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, that was really good timing, Hamilton. Really good timing. <laughs> <laughs> what a great time to start a business. <laughs> well, it really is better than in the middle or realizing somewhere during this pandemic you wanted to change. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But but at the same time, you know, um, I, I was I lucked out in the sense that um, I I had a real epiphany when I turned 50. And I realized, you know, it's now or never for me to, to do something that I actually like, that I can flourish in, as opposed to a job that I have because I want to pay the rent of my apartment. And, and, uh, I, and I know just from listening to the rooms and clubhouse that people have really evaluated their lives and their careers, and they're really looking for either a side hustle that they can carry into full time or they're looking for something that, that, you know, I know people are overusing the word passion, um, but really find something that they can dig their, their teeth into and, and enjoy. You know, right. if I'm going to spend eight hours a day away from my family or in pursuit of something, I would like it to be something that I actually like doing. And, and, um, and I really, and I hope that it encourages people to pursue things like in the trades. Um, uh, one of the best things that I did was I took like a, uh, a woodworking course <laughs> and, during, during uh, the pandemic. Oh, uh, no, no. Just before the pandemic. And, and I learned how to use a saw and stuff. And that really came in handy. So during the pandemic, what I started doing is I started refinishing furniture on my balcony. So I started like hand sanding and stuff like that. And I, you know, and I really, I found like the, just the action of sanding in a circle you know, this way, then this way, then this way. And, and I could have Assuming. borrowed, I could have borrowed some power sanders, but again, like uh, who knows what that's some seventies varnish, like who knows what's in that. So <laughs> what I, 
would I want that blowing around? No, right. I think yeah. I think I'll I think I'll do the hand sanding. Well, there's and, there's something about the 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 hand sanding versus a machine sander too that's a little more therapeutic when it comes oh, to the sure. motion and the creativity. And so, I can see, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like so so how like did that. the how did the creativity of working with wood help you with your own mental health? Oh, I think like just ha just having a project, working on it every day, I'd make myself work on it every day, even if it was just 10 minutes, but to sand uh, or like chip at it with my fingernails, because like some of the varnish, it was just so cracked that you could just kind of like pick at it. And I did it every day and I said, okay, this is the section I want Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, and, and were you good right off the bat? Um, I did a mistake which uh, I didn't realize, uh, well, ultimately it's a piece of pine furniture and I didn't realize how soft and porous pine was. And I got um, what I thought was a nice uh, chocolate kind of brown color. Cause I, I, I really hate that. Uh, I don't know how to describe it other than seventies brown orange color. Mm, yeah, the fake you, mahogany wannabe oh, crap. God. <laughs> Oh. Mahogany is one of my favorite woods. <laughs> so, yeah. Ugh. But but my so, point my yeah. point being was like yeah I did you a started a new hobby. It's sure. a creative. I've always the best the best way to get out of a funk or depression and to get back into a good state of mind and mental health is always a creative hobby in my opinion. And it it's, it doesn't have to be something you're good at. Oh, you know what? And, and that's what I love failure because let me tell you, uh, when failure, like doing something, even if you're shit at it, is me and knitting. I am the worst knitter on earth. Uh, and on top of that, I get super high and then I try and knit. So like there's all these random holes everywhere, but I like call them like diary scarves. And I'm like, I'm going to knit you a scarf and I'm going to get high and I'm going to use this wool. It's going to turn out really wonky, but it's made with love with you in mind. There you go. <laughs> Yay, wonky. I love the word wonky. <laughs> but, but you're so right with, with the, the, the refinishing of the furniture. Like I never expected myself to go, you know what I'm going to do in a pandemic? I'm going to refinish this table. <laughs> but I did. And, and now it's just like now, now I look at furniture completely differently. And uh, I definitely love wood. And I think, uh, you know, if I could do it again, maybe a combo like cannabis farmer cabinet maker because i yeah i, I loved it it's like ooh, dovetails cool <laughs> there you go are, are you are you listening hempwood let's send her some wood to play with uh yeah hempwood. for sure um oh i would love that are you kidding and like um i also have been obsessively watching tiny home building and like that sort of carpentry too. I'm like, oh, like, yeah. I, I want to build a cabin in the woods too. Tiny hemp That's homes. Super... It's it's a thing we're always talking about in some of these clubhouse rooms, tiny hemp homes. So yeah, for sure. And also like this hempcrete stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that Amazing looks really looks, it really looks interesting. And for someone like me who um, has property in the South of Italy where, um, you know, there's, earthquake issues and like learning about hempcrete being better than any sort of concrete do like for seismic stuff I'm like wow and it's antibacterial doesn't grow mold and all that shit it's like wow i totally want to Same build with the something. insulation 
Hemp oh, insulation, really? same same wow. thing, as opposed to this toxic insulation that we got all over the America. Ugh. So yeah, yeah, same thing Crazy. from from ground up. We we could make an entirely not just eco friendly, but it would all of that would take away from the eco around it from wherever you build it with all that material oh, yeah like not only can it solve the problems of housing but it can also make you come like what <laughs> what can well, cannabis do for you it can build me a house can... and make me come yeah exactly it's like you want to talk about a miracle plant there right. you go exactly and they want to label it as a drug like heroin <laughs> and all of that oh, don't oh even get my me god started. no Listen, well yeah. before we end this go down that war on drugs rabbit hole for me real quick <laughs> well in canada there's someone called emily murphy and if there were to me there was a, uh, somebody in history that i would love to bitch slap it's going to be her uh, she's uh, the author of The Black Candle. And uh, if you want to read a piece of racist trash, it's that book. Let's and, not. No, yeah, don't exactly. read it. Do not don't read give it. her the space or don't. time. So but, everyone but, avoid that. Yeah, it's just that ca the Canadian uh, path to prohibition is slightly different from the States. And, and that's my only point to bringing that woman up. Um, gotcha. But yeah, that was my only point. Um, boo hiss but at, at least we're federally legal and there's still of course a huge debate about who's the winner and loser of that right um uh especially when it does come to things like the uh quantity and quality of the thc and cannabinoids in something like a lubricant mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. because uh there are severe restrictions on on the um labelings and, and and the marketing of certain things and and how uh these uh what could potentially improve so many women's quality of life and their lovers um that uh why are you restricting why are we punishing the labia we're always punishing the yes, labia as a yes. species god damn yes, it yes yes and yet we give out viagra like candy and if you want to look at the side effects of viagra no um that is really terrifying and yet you, you I, mean I you mean the pill that they invented to stop heart attacks oh wait it gives me a boner oh, perfect we're gonna sell oh, millions of this <laughs> so like uh, just reading the list of the side effects of viagra is quite terrifying no thank so. you eat a banana drink some milk and smoke a cannabis trust me yes you'll be exactly. strong like bull gentlemen strong like bull <laughs> Uh, smart light streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since Down the Road Show is originally kind of a nerdy entertainment podcast and uh, cannabis conversations is a new thing, uh, I, I like to go back to my original format and end every show with my favorite three questions. So here we go. Okay. Who is your favorite superhero or regular hero? You know, it can be Batman. Uh, can it, does it have to be like a cartoon character? No. Oh, uh, I've had someone say the Dalai Lama. So, you know, <laughs> you know what, I, I'm going to say something just, of just a historical figure that I think is amazing. How about that? Okay. Who, who, who deserves to be a superhero character? 
and her name is Granuel or uh, uh, Grace O'Malley. And she was the pirate queen in Ireland who did some crazy, crazy shit, <laughs> including, including my favorite story of her. She gives birth to out at sea. Her ship is attacked. She is downstairs giving birth. She tells the, the crew to like, you know, fend off the attack. She's having a kid. <laughs> and uh, because they hadn't stopped the battle, she literally puts the kid down, walks up with all of her bloodied nightgown, grabs a gun and shoots the captain of the other ship dead and said, I wanted one day. And then goes back and then starts nursing her baby. That is a badass Irishman. <laughs> Irish woman, sorry. Woman, so, period. Badass woman. Yeah, and, badass yeah. woman. Badass woman. As a Scotsman American, I know better than to mess with a redhead or an Irish woman or a Scottish woman. Listen, that's right. And on top of that, I know how to throw an axe. Because I was, so there you go. Yeah. Yes. But, okay. So question number two. A, a woman scorned is based on a redheaded Irish or Scottish woman. Okay. <laughs> question number two. So in fiction, a hero is only as good as their villain. Who's your favorite villain? <coughs> Ooh, villain, huh? Oh, God. You really like, mm. oh, what was the name of the character in Tale of Two Cities? I can't, oh my God. Oh, damn it. God all, my damn it. all my Shakespearean family and friends are going to be so mad at me right now. <laughs> I don't uh, know Dickens. First of all, it's Dickens, not Shakespeare. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> oh, Tale of Two Cities. Oh, A so Tale of Two Cities is Dickens. Not <laughs> I was thinking of something completely different. See, shame on me. I need to do more shame reading. It's on been you. a while. Yeah. Shame oh on God. you. Watching too I'm, much television um, and movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of... Okay. Oh, See, okay. this is a real entertainment nerd I have on the show here now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Um, okay. So I can't think of the character's name, but why? Um, because in the end, uh, it's the betrayal of the family, and that's why Sydney, the lawyer, swaps places, uh, and he's the one that goes walking up the scaffold because he's sacrificing himself instead of the aristocratic husband so yeah boohoo but yeah the true villain is the one that is the betrays the family and they're almost get uh, their heads chopped off during robespierre's terror there we go betrayal that betrayal is the worst yeah no i i get you i get you uh mine's darth vader he, he was he's just one of the best villains of my childhood and then now with the new movies you get the full story arc of his being a kid and becoming the dark character and then redeeming himself saving his son at the end and then hit the family going on and redeeming the galaxy it's quite an interesting story arc as a character whether you're into star wars or not i love the first three i really really tried the to original watch three yeah, yeah, I really tried to watch the new ones, but I couldn't. I get it. I, I watched, I really, I've tried to like them. I really, really, really tried, but ultimately. But think, I did a but, lot but think of, about it in the 80s, like Empire oh, Strikes Back. 
Empire Strikes Back ends with the bad guys ahead and winning and just like that kind of stuff wasn't going on in movies like it blew my mind as a child like I was like Darth Vader's not Absolutely. supposed to win absolutely i remember seeing that at the drive-in in my uh oh. with yeah yeah there was a lot of honking and screaming um i really miss drive-ins actually. that would have been an experience <laughs> it was it was totally fun and and just because it was so interactive and the people were like when he got away uh, that was there was a lot of hooting and hollering and right spoiler alert alert this movie came out 40 years ago anyway uh, <laughs> uh, in case you haven't seen it uh, uh, um, we both dated ourselves right uh, so last last question sure who's your real life hero who inspires you i'm gonna say any sprinkle explain that Annie Sprinkle, um, what, well, she did performance art in Toronto in the 80s. Okay, it's a Canadian thing. Thank you. Please no. explain further. No, no. She is American. She was, uh, she worked as a, a porn, per, porn performer, I guess, as well as a director and producer because she really hated the way that porn was being shot. So she started making her own pornography and writing and, and doing all of the scenes. She was very sex positive. And in the mid eighties, when I was in my first year university, she came to Toronto to uh, give a performance piece. Oh God, the name of it is escaping me right now. I'm so sorry. Um, but basically it was her describing, oh, it was public cervix announcement. And <laughs> what a great yeah. title. Yeah, and she came out on stage in a, like this wonderful lingerie. And uh, at the time, like I thought she was like this older woman. She was in her forties. To me, she was like, "Wow, she's like my mom's age." And she came out in this corseted number, and basically, she let the audience come up and look at her cervix. It's like, if you're so interested in my pussy, well, why don't you come up and look at it? And she sat up there, and you could walk up and you can look up into this woman's cervix. And this is like my first year university, first week, I got drunk and then I looked up this older woman's pussy and I thought, wow, it's higher education or what? And uh, I was just like, she, she really changed a lot for me as a, a young person seeing her show. I came in her show one person and I left her show another person. And, and I think if anyone is the, able to inspire another person to uh, kind of transform themselves because and as a result of their performance, I think that that who else could inspire you more? Look her up. She is amazing. Annie Sprinkle. She, she's done a lot of really sex positive stuff. Um, and at the time she um, was very open about being involved with in a gay relationship, which at the time in 1985 was not exactly um, a welcomed thing. And uh, I just thought she was the most liberated, like pussy flashing, un unrepentant woman when it came to how she obtains an orgasm. And I, I was just awestruck that this such a woman existed. And uh, I think that, yeah, Annie Sprinkle, 100%. Uh, 
Great answer. And, and that explains a lot to <laughs> where, where, where you started, to where you are here as sure. the host and creator of Love, Sass, and Grass. Everyone, Thanks. please go follow Love, Sass, and Grass on all of her social media. And please follow, like, and check out the new podcast. The first episode is out now. It's an amazing episode with your friend talking about cancer and sexuality and menopause that I think every woman and every man and every whatever you identify as should check out and listen to. And you, you've you got such an important voice out there for women uh, uh, and for the cannabis industry. I'm just thrilled to have you on Cannabis Conversations. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And, and I really appreciate your support. It's been really heartwarming, honestly. Thank you so much. Well, it's, it's all uh, honest and heartfelt and uh, uh, everybody, Love, Sass and Grass is coming <laughs> on, all the, on all the audio platforms near yeah, you it's or, or on, for you, coming with uh, you. Uh, coming coming with, for you. Oh, yeah, coming for you. Um, yeah, it's on Spotify, Google, Apple, and this uh, something, Stitch. Do you know what stitches? Stitcher, yeah, Stitcher. Stitcher. Okay, uh, listen, that's how new I am. I'm like, oh, did I like, you know, I was just like, add, 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 add. Yeah, add. just just say wherever you prefer your audio podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, wherever everybody. you prefer, wherever you prefer, that is where you can find Love, Sass, and Grass. And thanks for checking out the new video podcast on Spotify yes. with yeah. Down the Road Show being one of the first out there because you know what? That's wow. what we do here. Thanks for being an amazing guest, Laura Hamilton. Go follow okay. Love, Sass, and Grass all over the place, especially here on Spotify. And Laura, I love you so much. I can't wait to see you in person somewhere down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. See you. Bye.